0: Good afternoon and welcome to the imagine golf podcast brought to you by imagine golf helping you get the game you've always imagined you can go to imagine and check out all of our free tools including our ebooks practice plans lesson plans and training aids and you can sign up for our free golf tips that go out once a week every week by simply dropping us your email and of course you can book a lesson with me daniel guest by simply clicking on the book now button all right so we're going to talk about today a subject that are, where I see every day when I go to work, I happen to, we have where we have three facilities, imagine golf, three driving ranges, particularly. Um, and I see a training aid, um, every single day that I come to work. Right? So here we are, we're talking about training aids. Do they actually work? And I think, you know, what my answer is going to be. If you looked at the headline, but, uh, or if you read some of our other uh, blog posts or uh, listened to some of our other podcasts, Um, by and large, no. All right. So are there a few that do work? Absolutely. Are there a few great ones? Absolutely. But by and large, as an industry, um, as an example, no, these training aids do not work. Uh, and I would argue more times than not, they, they don't even have any chance of helping you with what you're trying to accomplish, uh, and are a total waste of money. So let me just give you a history, my history with golf training aids. Uh, I've been going to the PGA golf show now for, uh, over 20 years and every year that I've gone to the only time I've ever missed it, it seems like is, uh, I think I missed it one time, uh, for personal reasons, we probably work related back when I wasn't in the golf business and I missed it during COVID. I did not feel like going down, uh, well, it was canceled the one year, then the very next year, uh, you had to wear a mask, uh, inside and outside. So I didn't feel like doing that. So. Uh, but we're going back this year. But anyway, for 20 years, I've gone to the PGA golf show and there inevitably are a few rows of gadgets, swing gadgets, swing fixes, training aids. And over those 20 years, I can assure you that while it started with a small area, um, of the, of the convention center in Orlando, uh, you know, that small area where no one goes, um, and, and maybe an aisle, right? Uh, One aisle of training aids. And few of them were, um, were not even, uh, professionally set up if you would, or, or poorly manned, And, uh, and kind of like the, uh, the Barker, if you would at a flea market, trying to get you to come over and try out the latest gadget. Fast forward to the 20 years to the last time I was there, there are now over five rows, five full rows of training aids, everything from um, a simple you know, gadget that you attach to your club uh, to help your grip for like $9 to a full-blown uh, robotic kind of boom. Imagine like a, a microphone boom that you've seen before in Hollywood where it's a big, big giant piece of steel, if you would, that goes out, someone holds it, and then a microphone at the end, and they hold that over so the ca- over the actor, so the camera can't see it, but we can pick up noise. Imagine that kind of structure, if you would, or that piece of equipment, with a vest that you get in, and then the vest then is controlled via a joystick by a golf instructor who's an expert in this thing, and they move your body around accordingly as it's supposed to move. I'm not kidding. like a marionette, like a puppet, right? And that thing is about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So and everything in between right? So, um, it's interesting. The industry itself and preparing for this podcast, I I was astounded, man. The industry itself, the golf instruction, or excuse me, not the golf instruction, but the golf training aid, um, space is globally is over $8 billion, $8 billion in the U S it's approaching 5 billion. So if the whole world is eight, and the U.S. is very close to five, four point eight, and and change. What does that tell you about Americans? <laughs> right? We're always searching for that quick fix, if you would. And we'll spend, you know, I don't know if we're going to spend two hundred fifty thousand. Well, someone's going to spend that, but um, you get the point. We'll spend money um, to take a shortcut, right? So let me let me point out a couple um, that are, that I've seen in in my you know forty some years in golf that are just just and again in preparing for this just cracking me up you probably remember a few of these um you probably remember the medicus remember that the golf club i think it was a seven iron for that matter um almost all the if if, if the training end includes a, a golf club it's either a driver or a seven iron but it was a seven iron with a hinge in it right and the hinge you know was probably about uh seven or eight inches up from the face of the golf club and when you swung the golf club if you didn't have perfect tempo Um, the hinge would break and you couldn't actually hit a golf ball with it. But if you had perfect tempo, then you could, in fact, hit a golf ball with it. The challenge was, is that all anyone was worried about was trying to swing this golf club gingerly enough to hit a golf ball um, and everything else in your golf swing suffered. So um, while it sold a ton of them um, uh, uh, in infomercials, uh, it's, it's, it's garbage in my opinion. So um, and let's back up that, by the way, that was the, uh, the method of choice, if you would to sell these things, right. The infomercial, right. If you're above, if you're 40 years or older, you remember the infomercial, right. Um, they were on, you know, back in the day when there was only three channels, um, ABC, NBC, and CBS, they were on the UHF channels. Primarily. Uh, you'd see them on Sundays. You see them on late night. You see them on weekends or again, on late night TV, uh, with a third, 15 minute or 30 minute commercial making all kinds of audacious claims and promises. And by the way, there is no governing body to the golf uh, uh, training aid industry, if you would. So you can make almost any claim without fear of being sued. And that alone should tell you enough about it, right? Um, I would also say my professional opinion, my personal and professional opinion, that if you see any golf training aid online, right, making audacious claims, or an infomercial, and probably more importantly, an infomercial run, right? <laughs> run, um, because it's not worth it. They are, it's not going to be worth it. They spend a ton of money marketing um, and uh, for a reason, right? Because a product really isn't worth it. So they got to market the heck out of it. And they know they have a limited run um, before uh, it kind of times itself out, if you would, in the marketplace. So um, some other ones that came to mind, uh, the alien wedge, the alien Sand Wedge. again, if you're 40 years or older, you you've seen the alien wedge. Um, it was around probably, I think it was 57, 58 degree wedge. Uh, that had, uh, some markings on the bottom of it that looked like a golf ball. If you would hexagon markings that look like a golf ball on it. And it's claim to fame was as any of these wedges, it's easier to hit and get out of almost anything. They sold millions of them. Right? It actually wasn't a horrible product, but it's no better than any other wedge on the market. Um, how about the stand-up putter? <laughs> I've, I've, I've played a couple rounds, man, over my lifetime, and, you know, you get paired up with someone you never met. You're strolling in, you're, you're on vacation or whatever, and they pair you up, and, you know, the guy busts out a stand-up putter, man. And just, it just cracks me. I do everything I can just not start busting up laughing in front of him. But the stand-up putter, the putter that actually you could put it. You can put it behind the golf ball. That was its whole claim to fame. You put it behind the golf ball um, and aim it appropriately. Then stand behind it and make sure the putter is, in fact, lined up with the line. Then you move your body behind it and uh, and take the shot. Um, just crazy, man. Uh, how about the swing vest? All right. Uh, I think you don't have to be 40 to see this one. I see this one even to this day, the swing vest. I've seen so many iterations of it. I've seen the one that you got to actually have someone help you uh, get it on. I've seen the one that looks almost like a straight jacket. I'm not kidding. Almost the same material for crying out loud as a straight uh, canvas style material, if you would. Um, now they have the stretchy versions that you put on um, that keep, supposedly keep your arms and keep the, the V, if you would, together through the, the, 10, uh, the 10 stages of a golf swing. But, um but you know, I see this on someone, and they're trying to move with it on, and they and they can't, they can't even move, much less hit a golf ball. It's keeping your arms straight, yeah, for sure. Uh, you can't turn like you're supposed to, but you can keep your arms straight. Um, what are some other ones? Um, what else? Uh, the medicus I talked about, the swing vest. Um, oh, anything that's that you put down that you have to hit through, right? You're gonna you're gonna hit through this. There's one that has um has like four um foam um pieces that are you know on each corner of it. And you adjust those form pieces. If you swing over the top, you adjust them another way. If you swing um you know uh too far from the inside, if you would. Um just just garbage, just absolute garbage. So um let, let me explain to you why on average. The majority of these don't work it's not because they're poorly designed or anything like that it's because your mind is is a crazy thing when it comes to golf right you the average golfer has less than a second the average golf swing takes less than a second uh to complete and your mind is making millions of calculations as you go through that one second or under one, that one second if you would so when you embody or, or put on or utilize a swing trainer right it it may in fact work or help you with the challenge that you have. So if you have this wrist gadget on and it's trying to put your wrist in the right spot, if you would, it may in fact do that. The problem is though, it doesn't solve the underlying reason as to why the swing is not working. So it, it may not be in fact that your wrist isn't turning appropriately. It may be in fact that you're not putting your body in the right position as an example to get the wrist to do what it needs to do at impact. So even though you fixed the wrist piece, if you would, if you didn't swing, fix the underlying swing fault, it doesn't matter. And, and the second you take the, I mean, literally, the second you take off the swing trainer, you go right back to what you normally do. Your mind brings you right back um, to what you know, all right? And and, and there's the rub, there, there lies the problem. So it, again, it's it's not that they're all garbage by design, the fact is, is that they just don't work um, in the complicated golf swing, if you would. Um, the, 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 the term, if you would, or the reason that it doesn't work, the technical term is called proprioception. Sub, subsation <laughs> I can't even say that. proprioception. all right? It's kind of your mind's sixth sense. And what that, I just explained what it is, but essentially your mind knows that you have a said swing trainer on, right? So the swing trainer will help you, and then it won't. And it'll help you until it won't. So wouldn't it be better to find something that changes the body or gets to the underlying cause of the swing challenge that you may have and makes a permanent or a long-lasting change, right? And what I mean by that is a biomechanical change. So in that same example, that wrist example, instead of working on the wrist, why don't we work on positioning the body so get a swing trainer as an example that's going to better that force the body to move better more golf appropriate and there are a handful and i believe me when i tell you there's probably only a handful of decent swing trainers or swing devices out there that are that will help you with your golf game i'm going to roll through a couple of them and then we'll wrap up today we don't and he by the way here at imagine golf we we only endorse about five or six Uh, training aids and that's it we try them all i've tried every single solitary one of them Um, and i have a whole garage full of them people have donated them (laughs) that's the funniest thing people will buy one they'll try it and then they donate it when they come and take a lesson Um, i've even rolled up onto people and said hey um you know for the price of that i'll give you a free lesson and uh you know if our lesson is better at fixing your challenges than that you'll commit to taking more lessons and uh, I've never had anyone take me up on that offer and then not come back for more lessons. So um, so anyway, so let's talk about some positive ones um, that we endorse, if you would. Um, the first one is the Orange Whip. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Orange Whip, it's a simple uh, swing trainer. It's um, it's a fiber, I think it's a fiberglass base, if you would, or the, the shaft itself is made of fiberglass. It's flexible anyway, with a ball on the end, an orange ball. Um, the Orange Whip was the original. The patent, I think, is run out. Now there's a ton of of fakes if you would, but there are um other swing trainers that are almost as good as the Orange Whip. The uh Skills version of it comes to mind, um SKILZ, but it simply a uh, forces the individual. There's probably 20 different exercises, but its main claim to fame is it forces the individual to to turn back, make a proper backswing on plane and swing through, getting your weight transferred and getting your body facing the target. So uh, it's great for tempo. It's great for a million different things in the golf swing. and We highly recommend it. Um, so the, the lag shot trainer is uh, a close second to that. This is a similar technology. It's a rubbery shaft, if you would, uh, with a, seven, a heavier 7-iron uh, head at the bottom of it. And it simply forces you to load up properly. If you do not load up properly in your backswing, because the shaft bends, Um, it, the club face will be open almost every time when you add impact. And for that reason, uh, or, and if, or by the way, or or if your tempo is off, but if, uh, if either one of those is is happening, then the ball then for a right-handed golfer goes to the right. So, uh, it's a great tool for, um, the load mechanics or the weight transfer mechanics as well as, um, tempo. And we recommend that as well. Any type of alignment sticks. Um, I make the joke all the time with my students, you know, we have, uh, thirty nine dollar alignment sticks here, and we have ninety nine cents uh, home depot snow marker, driveway marker sticks. Uh, and I have to tell you, they're almost identical, right? Um the golf ones have uh, some fancier paint on them or or nice markings or whatever. Um, and the driveway markers are you know some fluorescent color, you know green, uh, blue or or the familiar orange or even yellow. But either way, any type of alignment stick can be used a multitude of different ways um and something we highly recommend and use on a daily basis here at imagine golf Uh, we're big fans of grip trainers if you can find a club with a permanent grip trainer we are not fans of these uh, portable grip trainers or snap-on grip trainers but we're definitely fans of the uh, traditional grip trainer that's been around for 25 plus years Um, we like it on heavier clubs as an example so they make heavy sticks or they make heavier clubs uh, but we're big, big, big fans of the uh, grip trainers, especially for newbies, those new to golf. Because um, if, if if you can feel it, if you can feel what a proper grip is supposed to feel like, you can replicate it on the golf club. And and I got to tell you, there you know, out of out of the 30,000 almost l- lessons that I've done, um, thousands and thousands of them um, start with an improper grip. So um, we're big fans of grip trainers, uh, speed sticks. Speed sticks, um, are, are excellent. I got to tell you, I was not a believer. Uh, I pooh pooed them without really even trying them. I just did not think that they were for, for real. Um, uh, happened to be at the PGA show, happened to have some extra time, rolled by the booth, gave them a shot, and then actually uh, came back and did a six week training, um, with the originator, um, original, I should say speed stick it's called, um, and had positive results. I added like seven, eight miles an hour, uh, to my swing speed. So, Big believer in that. There's a couple different ones we like. We like the Ripstick right now. Uh, it's probably the most popular. But uh, if you follow the protocol and do them as they're supposed to be done, um, then they absolutely do work. Uh, the last two impact ball, the age-old impact ball it looks like a a, a square um, medicine ball almost, right? Uh, it's usually filled with some type of sand or rags or whatever. It's a it's a heavier ball that you. Uh, put around uh, in front of you uh, or even on the side of you and you swing into it and it gives you a feeling of where shows you and gives you a feeling of where the impact of your club face is and then we move the ball appropriately to show you where it needs to be. So uh, it's inexpensive. You can get one for as little as like $30 um, and uh, just a really, really good tool um, for all levels. Um, I've been using one for probably 40 years now. Um, and then the last one we endorse is that age old impact tape. Um, I, I like impact tape better than uh, Dr. Scholl's method where you actually spray powdered foot, uh, foot spray on a golf club and see where the ball uh, is impacting, if you would, on the club face. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the magic marker, dry erase magic marker on the golf ball, and then uh, put a little dot on it and uh, face that towards the club and then hit it. You'll see the The magic marker will transfer onto the club face that works well as well. But um, we're big fans of the uh, impact tape, right? Uh, They come in anything from, you know, five, 10, uh, up to a hundred different um, pieces if you would. And it's simply a peel and stick uh, uh, piece of tape that you put on the face of a golf club. They make them for all different golf clubs, uh, irons, hybrids, and drivers. And it shows you immediately um, the impact um, where it is. So I'm a big fan of of the impact tape. Just it's to me, it, it's a better experience than spraying on the, uh, the uh, foot spray, if you would. So there you have it in closing or in summary, um, do these things work by and large? No. Um, we have 4,000 plus students here at Imagine Golf. And every one of them knows that, Hey, look, before you buy, anything to fix your swing, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here. Fix your swing. Shoot me a quick text, an email or ask me, ask us about it. uh, Because, you know, we're we're totally agnostic when it comes to them. We don't make any money on any of the ones that I I've told you we endorsed. Um, So there's nothing in it for us. We'll tell you good, bad or indifferent. Um, But before you waste your money and by the way, some of these things can be expensive. All right. Um, But before you waste even just ten dollars on anything, Um, and risk doing probably more harm to your swing than good, Um, give us a shout about them. But by and large, they do not work. Um, Do your own research. I think you'll find it's most uh, consistent. Most of it anyway is consistent with uh, with my opinion here today. Um, If you want to get better at golf, you've got to solve the underlying issue. There is no quick fix. Um, There is, if there was, (laughs) I'd have it. (laughs) Um, But there is no quick fix. Um, and when you say it out loud, you know, there just, there is not one thing that's going to fix, um, your ills by simply strapping it on or clicking it onto your club or, or anything, right? I assure you professional golfers, um, do not and have not, and probably have never used the majority, if not any of these, um, that we've mentioned today with the exception of some of the positive ones. So that's all I have today. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, we really appreciate this, the support we're up, we're, uh, we're just about to crack the top 100 in golf related podcasts. So that's a big milestone for us. and doesn't happen without you listening, you listeners listening to it. So I appreciate that. Um, please hit the follow button below and, um, you can reach us at imagine and you can reach me directly at Daniel at imagine Have a great day.